And now, live from Fuddruckers West at I-10 and Mesa, here are your hosts, Steve Kaplowitz and Don Haskins. And welcome, everybody, as we are back live at Fuddruckers West, 5030 North Desert Boulevard, getting set for another big night of talking basketball here on the Don Haskins Show. Along with the bear... Steve Kaplowitz here. Is that uh, all right for you, Coach? Can you can you can you hear uh, can you hear pretty good right now? Never could. Never could, huh? No. Well, try. Let's let's move that microphone no, down a little bit and I see if hear. I can uh, like we try to adjust this thing for you. There you go. Um, NBA playoffs are in full swing. You getting a chance to uh, to watch some of the action, Coach? Uh, I've been watching a lot of the games. I don't watch the NBA uh, during uh, uh, a lot of the season. Uh, they got. You know, they got the same rules. There's not much thinking of the game. Best uh, talent normally wins. Um, I don't like the 24-second uh, uh, clock. Uh, yeah. I think, you know, it just lets people uh, get away with not guarding anybody. Like watching that game last night. You know, I know I've seen teams uh, score a lot of points, but uh, uh, there's too many points in transition by both teams. Maybe things will start to improve a little bit uh, more now here. What do you think? Is that uh, well, going to be the case? You know, we were t- uh, Tony's with us tonight, Tony Barbie, and we were talking a while ago about uh, Detroit. And uh, uh, Detroit, uh, everybody said they played ugly. Yeah. Most teams that play defense, uh, they do appear to play, play ugly. Uh, now, they re- look real ur- ugly the first two games against Chicago. Because Chicago hadn't got many good-looking shots. Well, That'll probably change tonight because they change venues. Are you uh, looking forward to? Are you looking forward to uh, some of those uh, series in the West, especially what uh, could turn out to be a, a seven-game series between Phoenix and San Antonio? Well, you know, I haven't watched that as much. Yet. Both those teams are good. The startling thing was the Warriors knocking uh, uh, Dallas out. Now yeah. I couldn't believe that. I don't think a lot of people could. Uh, you know, uh, it appeared to me, Tony, um, I want to get you to, you know, Dallas plays one way all year, and then all of a sudden they play the Warriors, and they change everything. You know what, watching that reminded me of like the, the Princeton style, how Golden State, not that they play that way, but it's that team all year long that you play once you or you never play, and all of a sudden you've got them for a seven-game series, and you've yeah. got to now adjust to... Don Nelson in the small ball, and you go away from everything you've done as the best team in the in the regular season all year. And uh, it was one of those deals that was just a matchup nightmare for the Dallas Mavericks. It really was. He said what I was thinking. Oh yeah, exactly. That's good. Exactly. Well, coaches, uh, all coaches think uh, think, a lot. Well, obviously we don't, or uh, Dallas wouldn't have changed. uh, (laughs) They, you know, they changed players. You know, Warriors went small. They went small. And um, I got a kick out of uh, uh, the big guy. Uh, Nowitzki? Nowitzki uh, having a bad tournament. Uh, now, why do you have a bad tournament? Because they guard him. He didn't catch the ball very often. Yeah. You know, normally he catches it on the elbow, free throw line extended. And uh, they pushed him a couple strides away from that. Uh, he, he just didn't get the ball. You know, uh, I, when I was in seventh grade, I knew if you, you know, if you don't catch it, you don't get to shoot it. And that's kind of what I thought. 
All right. Uh, again, uh, Tony Barbie here with us in the first hour. UTEP head basketball coach, 880-5763, 880-KRD, our telephone number. We're going to be giving away a ton of prizes today. But uh, most important, folks, if you want to come down and hear from uh, UTEP's uh, men's basketball coach, this would be the hour to do it. First off, we haven't uh, done so earlier. Thank you for taking time out of your night and uh, joining us here at Fuddruckers. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Coach. Thanks for having me on. Is it tough with everything that you've been going through with late recruiting? To, you know, you were talking a little bit about the NBA earlier. Is, is it hard to even take a break from everything and, and realize that there is still basketball going on right now with the <laughs> NBA playoffs? You know what? I, I enjoy watching the NBA this time of the year um, strictly because of the adjustments that are made on a game-to-game -game basis. You don't get that in the regular season. Yeah. Um, you know, the only reason I watch the regular season because of all the players that I've recruited and coached over the year, but playoff basketball, I like the adjustments on a night-to-night basis, and you see, you can see the different things that coaches are trying to do against uh, their opponent, but it's exciting, but every now and then I'll take a chance to, to breathe and get away from uh, the rat race that's college basketball. Do you have a team? Is, do you have one NBA club in particular that you root for? Not particularly, just because I have so many players that I coached from Marcus Camby that's with the Nuggets and yeah. you know I was with him for a long time and that kind of hurt me to see them go out so quick and uh, some of the other guys Sean Williams who I coached at Memphis who's with the Pacers they didn't make it this year Rodney right. Carney who I coached at Memphis with the 76ers they didn't make it this year so a lot of the guys did make it um, but growing up in it from Indianapolis I've always been a Pacer fan. I was going to ask you who you grew up watching but that makes a lot of sense with the Pacers so Ties as a youngster and now ties as a coach with some of the players you had a chance to work with. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's exciting when you, there's a connection there to, to follow those guys. And it's it, a couple years ago, the Denver Nuggets had come through Memphis and we had went to the game and Marcus had came to our game the night before. And now all of a sudden you realize while you were in the Final Four, this guy comes walking in your locker room and he's seven foot one and his shoulders don't fit in the door. And, and you, you know, it's just, uh, it's amazing how big those, those guys truly are. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to realize or to grasp it from TV. Let me take a phone call right now, 880-5763. Started off with uh, Dave, who's uh, joining us first. David, thanks for the phone call. You're on the Don Haskins Show with the coach and Coach Tony Barbie. I want to test Coach. Uh, how you doing there, Coach? Hey, David, how you doing? I'm, I'm doing. Yeah. I got, I'm working, but I, wanted, I, I want to ask you a question. Two okay? co two co David, like there's two coaches here now. Which coach? Uh, uh, Coach Haskins, the one and only. Well, I, <laughs> but, I, would, I would rather you ask uh, Tony. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Uh, listen, Coach. I know I don't want to sound ghoulish, okay? But when the when the time comes and all is said and done, what what would you like on your uh, if, if you had to choose something that you wanted on your gravestone or as your epitaph? Would it be that? You had 600 wins and countless WAC uh, championships that you touched millions of lives, not only uh, with the players and the, and the fans and the students, and, and they touched other people and your movie, that um, you basically changed the, the face of, uh, of our uh, country by starting five back pl black players and uh, winning the national championship or that you were a loyal husband and a good father? If you had to pick one, what would you pick? Well, I think it would be, uh, you know, a coach 38 years and uh, six years as a high school coach, 38 years here. 
And I would like to be remembered as a person who was fair, uh, a person that uh, uh, was fair with all the people that I dealt with. Uh, I think uh, honesty, I think being honest with your players and your friends, I think that's, I think that's big. I don't know how you'd put all that on tombstone. Damn, I don't like you... Uh, I don't like you burying me. Though. Yeah, <laughs> that's not, I was about to say, Dave. Thank you for the thank you for the phone call. That that is. A, I hope uh, I answered that okay. I, I hope we don't have to worry about that for for quite a while. That's a, a morbid way to kind hey, of start the show. Thank you very much. It was an interesting question, but thank all right, let's do this. We'll take our first break right now. When we come back, more of the Don Haskins show with Tony Barbie as we continue live from Fuddruckers West and only on News Radio KROD. K R O D. Six eighteen, the time as we continue live here from Fuddruckers West on the Don Haskins Show. Don't forget Dollar Coors Light Long Necks. We also have ten percent off your meal when you mention the Bear. And right now, chance to be a part of the show here with uh, UTEP head basketball coach Tony Barbie. You have been a busy, busy man uh, during late signing. We still have uh, six days left to go. You announced two more players today, which brings the total of uh, new UTEP players to six. Well, I think I think we're done, Stephen. I've been I've been like a cat hanging on the drapes right now that's that's what I've been doing lately just kind of holding on uh, but no it's, it's been a busy time we, there was a lot of needs that we had to fill um, size was obviously one of them and I think we addressed that throughout the entire class uh, from our big guys even to our you look at these last two guys Julian Stone and, and Gabe McCauley uh, both six 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 seven guards skilled guards and so I think we've addressed our size issues not only through our, our post play but also through our guards it'll give us some versatility and give us some depth it sure will and as you mentioned it'll give you a lot of size I, I spoke with Stone yesterday and I was very impressed very well-spoken kid someone that seems like uh, he understands his his role and of all the six players you signed would you say everybody that's coming in has a chance to get some some very significant minutes for you next year yeah, absolutely. I, you know, one of the issues that we th I thought we had this year was our depth, mm -hmm. um, and I think we've addressed that. And the, the way I, the way I play, the, the, my style, you got to have eight, nine, ten bodies that can play, that can rotate in, that all want to sacrifice, that all have one goal in mind, and that's winning. And how we play aggressive man-to-man -man defense, getting after people, forcing the tempo. You can only play two, three minutes out of stretch. That way, you got to have a lot of bodies and a lot of people in the rotation. And I think we've addressed that. And these two kids and not only these guys, but the entire class, Steve, all the guys I'm going to bring in here, there's got to be three components to it. It's not just basketball. And obviously, that's why we're here. That's why we're doing this. But they're all good basketball players that are going to be uh, good for this program and help, help us keep advancing. But you also got to be a committed student who's committed to getting their degree and also got to have a positive and like you said, you talked to Stone yeah. yesterday, and you talked to him, great kid. All these guys are that way. They're going to reflect positively on this university as they represent us in the community. Well, I'm just excited about a 6'6", size 17 shoe point guard who likes to handle the basketball, did a lot of that in the Santa Barbara area, playing at Dos Pueblos. And um, when I asked him about you know, what he enjoys most, he said full court defense. That's the first thing that came to mind. And I think that's something that uh, the guy sitting next to us will, will kind of enjoy when a recruit says that he's not looking forward to scoring more. He looks forward to playing defense and, and, and defending full court. 
I'm not opposed to the guy making the shot. <laughs> <laughs> that always makes it easier, doesn't it? You can you, put that ball in the basket. I'll tell you what, you put the ball in the basket and the game looks a little easier. Uh, it's like we were talking about Chicago. The yep. game hadn't looked very easy to them. That's right. First two games might probably will tonight. 880-5763, 880-KRD. We've heard you talk about Port Aladdin, Cass, Culpepper, and Britton already on our show. What can you tell us about the two new guys you signed in Gabriel McCauley and Julian Stone? Well, well Gabe McCauley's a kid out of Memphis who, who's kind of flown under the radar. He was hurt the majority of his junior year, and throughout that summer between his junior and senior year, which everybody knows is the exposure period for all these high school kids to get seen during the summer AAU tournaments to, and getting recruited, he didn't get to enjoy that because he was injured. Had a great senior year individually, he did, and so did his team. Um, and he's going to be a, a, a benefit to our program in, in all facets. He's 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, um, he's probably put on whew, almost 20 pounds through his senior year. He's about 210, 215 pounds, extremely long arms. Um, has like a seven-foot arm span, so he plays bigger than that 6'7 size. But he can do it all. He rebounds it. He can score it. He can shoot it. He can post up. Um, he's a versatile de defender. He can play anybody from point guard to a center because of his size. Yeah. And he'll give us some versatility on that, on that perimeter wing position. And then Julian Stone was a good find for us late. Um, you know, a coach asked me, you know, what's out there late? There can't be that much. Well, there's still three McDonald's All-Americans who played in the big game that haven't signed to this date. Really? And uh, so there's a lot still out there. And, and Julian Stone, his issue was academics early. And people didn't know there were some questions, and he brought his test score up. He's finishing strong, and so he's gonna he's gonna make it. But again, you talk about a six-six point guard, whose brothers were both football players. He's about six-six. He's 170 70 pounds. He's a little light right now. He's about 170 pounds, probably soaking wet with a couple rocks in his pockets. But with a size 17 shoe, his brothers were both football players. I, I met both of those guys. They're 6'5", 6'6", 225, 230 pounds. So you think eventually he'll grow into his body. But at that size, that length, he'll chew you up as a defender now. He wants yeah. to guard the best player on the opposing team. But at the same time, he's unselfish. He can pass it. He can shoot it. So through our class and the addition of these two, we've added a lot of versatility and size to, uh, to the team. Coach, I know you had something that you wanted to ask. Uh, Tony, I was wanting to ask you, you know, I've been out of for nine, eight, nine, I don't know how long, damn near 10 years. And um, uh, I thought the rules were getting stricter as far as uh, uh, academics. And right now, from what I hear, uh, Miles Brand, the new president of the NCAA tournament, uh, his claim to fame is firing Bob Knight. But uh, uh, could you explain some of the new rules? It sounds to me like you're making it pretty, pretty tough for a kid to get through. Well, they've added this new rule called the APR. They've kind of phased it in over the last three to four years, the academic progress uh, rate, which is holding student-athletes accountable on a semester-by-semester period in terms of their eligibility, which you didn't have and wasn't in college basketball five years ago, where a kid could go through the first semester, not really do anything, not get his grades, just kind of coast and still be eligible for the second semester and yeah. play. Well, you can't do that anymore. You got to achieve a certain amount of credits, grade point average, all kind of different things. The issue is with this, this, new, this new rule, the APR is you're, you're kind of killing a fly with a bazooka. 
that's what's happening. And you're affecting a lot of kids that, you know, the, the graduation rate for student athletes in general is still almost double what it is for the normal student population. I know it is on our campus. Yeah. So you're, what you're doing is you're going to force coaches, force, you know, I, and I know UTEP is committed to, and that was one of my big things, committed to the academic success of the student athletes. But now all of a sudden you're chasing this APR number instead of the bigger picture of, of making sure your kids graduate with a degree that's going to put them on track for long-term success. And, um, you know, this, this, the thing that we put in this APR, we don't know the long-term effects. It's like that three and five rule sure. that was in a few years ago that it, it sounded good until it started affecting Duke and North Carolina and Connecticut and the big fellas. Uh-oh, now we got an issue. Now we got to scrap this and go to something else. Well, this is that something else, the APR. It's in place. It's something we got to deal with. But it's good in that it's, it's keeping kids accountable from a semester-semester deal. But there's penalties, which we've seen in the last week come out, where schools are losing scholarships. Iowa State's a perfect example. Yeah. They get a, a brand-new basketball coach this season. He just got penalized two scholarships. He loses two scholarships from the previous coach's regime. Well, why are you punishing this guy? He had yeah. nothing to do with whatever... Uh, issues the other coach had. So it's, it's, a, it's a definitely different deal nowadays, Coach. Now that you've added six players to this basketball team for next season, as you're aware of, because it's everywhere, all the speculation, well, who's gone? Who's not going to be a part of next year's team? Because there was only one senior in Kevin Henderson. So um, people keep seeing all these players signing, and they just wonder, how, uh, how is everything going to balance out? How will, how will all the numbers work out for next year? They'll, they'll work out in the, in the long run. I'm not going to go into specifics of who's coming, who's going. Um, the semester still isn't over, so I don't think it's fair to the, the student-athletes that are current on campus. But it's like I said when I first got there. There's going to be some attrition to be expected. Because of the coaching change, the change in style, the change in philosophy, some things are going to mismatch. And the biggest thing is I want to bring kids in here, like I said, that fit all three components for me. Great basketball players, students that are committed to their academic, getting their degree, and somebody who's going to represent me, this university, and this program in a first-class light. And I think that's what I've done with these six signees. Uh, Steve, <clears throat> there's one thing I do know about the basketball program. Uh, uh, They've got two or three people that make sure these guys go to every class. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what you can do. After you get them there, um, there's not a heck of a lot you can do. But uh, I do know that uh, Tony and his staff see to it that they, uh, on a daily basis, that they go to class. Then uh, I, th I think these new rules are tough. I wouldn't want to play ball under those rules. Well, they are. The, uh, um, you know, I, I, I think Miles, you know, it's like uh, Bob Knight. You know, I think the world of the guy and his graduation rate was good or great. Not good, but yeah. great at Indiana. But he got the best players and the best students. And so that makes it a little easier. And, you know, I had two or three teams. Um, you know, like Jimbo Bowden when he was here, and uh, Steve Yellen, and and uh, uh, Tim Crenshaw. Um, you know, you got guys like that. You don't have to worry about them. Exactly. But, uh, um, Tony, I don't know about well, you. Coach, I, the, I wouldn't have gotten college. Well, one of the the, <laughs> the biggest issues as they make the academic standards tighter, 
So I've got no issue with that. What, what they are doing is they're making our contact with these recruitable athletes tougher. They've taken away test, text messaging now, so you can't text message. Yeah. You can only make one phone call a month to juniors, once a week to seniors. Well, at the end of the day, our job is to get to know these kids as best as we can so we can truly understand their character, their goals, their commitment to, to academics. Well, as you make it tougher on us to get to know these kids, and then you're making the academic restrictions tighter, the two don't go hand in hand. They need to open up our contact with these kids so we understand truly what kind of person we're getting, not just what kind of player. Let's take well, a phone call. Uh, I was going to say, go ahead. Uh, pardon me, Steve. Uh, I know one thing over the years. Uh, you know, I was a high school coach, and I had one guy uh, uh, go to college. Yeah. But uh, I know when uh, Rice University came in to recruit this player, uh, his Larry, name was Larry Tyner. And uh, I had a great, I had five or six guys that was at Dumas uh, that were in the National Honor Society. Well, Larry wasn't. So I didn't think he could get in rice. But they had two sets of rules. Yeah. And uh, uh, he, he graduated from yeah, rice. That's good. But he wasn't a great high school student. And the way, that, the way it is today, I'm not sure he can get in. Yeah. Let's duck a call in before we go to break here at the bottom of the hour. It's Tim from the west side of town. Tim, thanks for the call. You're on the Don Haskins Show with special guest UTEP coach Tony Barbie. Hi, 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 Coach Haskins. Hi, Coach Barbie. How you doing? Coach you doing? Barbie, got a question for you. Sure. Uh, I was wondering, if this being your first year as a head coach, what did, is there anything you found the most surprising, anything that really surprised you? And then the second part of my question is, how were you received in the homes of the athletes, you know, trying to recruit kids to El Paso? How did that go for you? Well, great, great question, Tim. And, you know, I, the first year kind of went as expected. But, you know, the one thing, I worked for a great – head coach and John Calipari and you know what he does for all is his assistants he gives you a lot of autonomy working for him and, and even though you're not you're not that guy sitting in that first seat making the decisions he gives you a lot of responsibility that helps prepare you to become a head coach so there wasn't really any big surprises but let me tell you and I said this from day one since I've been here for me UTEP is not a stepping stone job this is a job because of what coach Haskins has done here the tradition and the history that you can recruit and you can win here on a high, high level. And it's been easy, and obviously, you know, we want to continue to recruit at a high level. It's been fit, not, not recruiting's never easy, it's a grind, but you got to enjoy it. But selling UTEP, selling this community, selling this university, and selling this basketball program, the response has been tremendous in every home that we've been in. And, that, and you can see that by the level of of our of our signing class of, of kid we've gotten and as you start to read some about some of the juniors we're involved in they're just as excited about UTEP as I am and I and I think that's as I keep selling it it's going to keep spreading around the country and around the region Coach, that's great to hear we now we got to get you some of that four hundred thousand dollar money don't don't we keep you around, Coach. <laughs> hey I'm just trying to win some more games I went 14 again you guys will be okay. running we're me out of here care of you. okay <laughs> Tim thanks for the call thanks for the question all right let's take another break we're back more of the Don Haskins show with Tony Barbie live from Fuddruckers West right after this on News Radio KROD 600 News Radio KROD
Welcome back, everybody, as we continue with more of the Don Haskins Show with UTEP head uh, men's basketball coach Tony Barbie. If you're here and you're a part of the show tonight at Fuddruckers, if you have any questions for uh, both coaches, all you got to do is write them down, and we'll be sure to ask uh, Coach Haskins and Coach Barbie any questions you might have between now and the end of the hour, 880-5763, 880-KROD. Tony, uh, your basketball school is just a few weeks away. You're going to start up in, in early June, and you're also going to have a, a shooting clinic going on as well. If you wouldn't mind, uh, let's talk a little bit about what you have coming up. Well, the, the, the basketball school is a camp setting for kids of all ages, from, from six and on up to high school seniors. Um, they, they give the kids a chance to learn the game in a, in a fun atmosphere. We're going to be doing a lot of different activities, a lot of different games, as we try to make the game fun at the same time teach them uh, some fundamentals, and it's a, it's a day camp. Uh, we've got uh, a couple weeks in June, we got a couple in July, and then the one that ends up in, in August um, where the kids can come in, uh, learn the game. We're going to have some great teachers in. We're going to have some great lecturers come in and, uh, and at the same time provide them with a fun atmosphere, fun environment so they can, they can learn the game in that type of uh, atmosphere. What I like also is this. A complimentary T-shirt will be provided for all campers, and here's the key. Children can bring a sack lunch and drink but no camper is allowed to leave camp during lunch. So bring your lunch, stick around, relax, and then go burn off that energy right afterwards when you get to go back to and, and oh, play more yeah, drills. I, I think the parents like it because it's like a daycare center. They, we, yeah. we wear the kids out. By the time they get home, they're ready for bed. So it it's kind of serves two purposes. Let's go to the phones right now, 880-5763. Les is up next from the west side of town. Les, thanks for the call. You're next on the Don Haskins Show. Well, thank you. Thank you. Coach Barbie, uh, I just wanted to ask you a question. Are all six of the recruits, as far as you know, are going to be eligible to play? Yeah, I'm, I'm anticipating um, that all of the incoming, all six recruits will be here. Um, they should all be here enrolled in summer school uh, on the 29th. So I think that'll, that'll kind of be the telltale sign of, of who's in good shape. But I'm fully anticipating all six will be here on campus in, in less than a month for summer school. Coach. Coach Haskins, I want you to just want to tell you, you're the best. You're the greatest. Well, thank you very much. It's very nice Take of care. you to say. Bye. Thank All you, right. sir. Les, thanks for the phone call and the well wishes. 880-5763, 880-KROD as we continue. I know, uh, Coach, uh, we have people asking questions here from Fuddruckers. And one of the questions from Tom is, um, let's see. Did we get any size this year? I, I think that's a, that's a pretty easy answer. Well, we, uh, we addressed that with this recruiting class. And uh, Wayne Porter-Latin, who we signed in the early signing period, is 6'10", 255 pounds. And he's one of those players I think that all coaches like in that he doesn't need the ball to be effective on the floor. He can do some things with it once he gets it. But what he loves to do is beat people up, go rebound the basketball, play tough, hard-nosed, physical defense. So he'll give us a much-needed presence. Uh, and then Claude Britton, who we signed in the late signing period, is 6'11", 300 pounds, can run, can jump, has great hands. Um, he's got to lose some, some weight. He's got to get himself in shape. But at his size now, he, he's a capable uh, athlete. So I'm excited about it. But we're, let's all not forget about Tavares Watts, who we had sitting out this year, who pr was able to practice with us, 6'8", um, 6'9", six, six, uh, 220 pounds, athletic, versatile forward, uh, can play on the perimeter, can play on the interior. So we've addressed size in this recruiting class, definitely. How about the smallest man in this group who probably can outjump everybody, and that's uh, Randy Culpepper? Yeah, he's, he's one of those guys that we're all going to be um, – 
fortunate to watch play over the next four years. And at 5'11", six foot, his arm span is 6'6". Six, six. Can you imagine that? So no, I can't. Coach, one of the things I like about this, that this, these players and, and something that I look for in recruiting are guys who play bigger than their size because you can have a 6'11 guy who weighs 290 pounds and he plays like he's five foot tall. Yeah. But you could also have a guy, Kevin Henderson, who's 6'2", 200 pounds, and you think he's 6'9". So I look for guys who play, for, play bigger than what they are. That's Randy Culpepper. Even though he's six foot, his arm span is of a guy who's 6'6". You know, everybody knows how high Stefan jumps. This kid's got a 45-inch vertical. I mean, he, he's like one of those like freaks of nature. Now, the, his best asset is as athletic and as long as he is, so he plays like a guy who's 6'5", 6'6". When he shoots the ball, if he hits the rim, you're disappointed. That's what kind of shooter he is. He played, they had the Nike Hoop Summit where they bring in the best 12 uh, international players on, on junior teams from around the world, and they play against the best 12 high school seniors, McDon all the McDonald's All-American that are going to the Dukes, the Carolinas. Well, they do it in Memphis. They've done it there about the last four years, and they put together a Memphis All-Star team that competes against those other two teams. Well, against the international team, he had 30 points and had seven threes, and then against the, the U.S. team that had Derrick Rose and John Lucas's boy and all the, all the big guys, he had 36 points and nine threes. And all the guys from USA Basketball were going crazy. So, well, I'm excited about him. But the thing that we have to do is, is keep the expectations tempered yeah. for all these guys. Because none of them are the savers. It's, it's, it's going to be a collective effort where we all do this together. Uh, Tony, I know they'll be good, but they'll still be freshmen. Yes, they will be. And uh, you know the guy that I, um, didn't watch, I didn't get down and watch practice that much. But the guy that really caught my eye was the one laying out Watts. Mm-hmm. Now, he's about 6'8", and he is an athlete. What's tougher? He I'll would ask, have been an immediate starter this year had he been out. I'll ask the two of you this question. What's tougher for the first year as a coach, coaching a freshman or coaching a junior college transfer as a junior? Well, I, I'd say coaching a junior college transfer is tougher because you're expecting more out of them right away. You're thinking you've got somebody who's older, who's more mature, He's been around the block. Um, he's seasoned. He's ready to come in and help. And Coach will attest to this. A junior college, majority of them, you're trading a year to get a year. That first year, you might as well throw it out the window. We signed the number one junior college player in the country at Memphis, Chris Massey. 6'9", 260 pounds, an animal. Supposed to go to the NBA out of junior college, decided to come with us. He was absolutely a waste his first year. We're ready to get rid of him. And he, he finally figured it out. That second year we had him, he was an absolute animal. He was a Conference USA first-team performer. He's playing in uh, Europe, making a lot of money. So I think it's tougher on a, on a junior college kid than it is the freshman because the expectations aren't as high. I agree, yes. I agree with you, uh, Tony. The, um, I, I always made that statement. We take a JC guy and we, we give up a year to get a year. And... Uh, uh, Jim Barnes, now this goes back many years ago, but he was the first draft choice in the United States. Number one. Now, until after Christmas, you know, I told everybody in town, I swore I'd never do the make that mistake again on how good he was. Because yeah. he was terrible. <laughs> he had been playing in JC, he'd been playing against six, four guys, and he didn't know how to practice hard. And uh, 
Uh, we had a little routine of him running the stairs after damn near every practice. And when he finally come around and as a senior, uh, we were 25 and three, and he fouled out three times. So uh, uh, even a guy with that kind of talent, uh, they don't come in and play good immediately, or I didn't find it that way. A couple of good questions from uh, Mitch Pochette, who is sitting down here enjoying the show with a lot of people at uh, Fuddruckers. Coach, uh, how do you sell UTEP to cities far away from El Paso? Well, I, th- I think it's very easy, and the, and the biggest thing is, and, it, and it's, it's the community, it's the people, it's the beautiful weather, it's this great university, and then when you start talking UTEP basketball with the hi- history, the tradition, the national championship, the NCAA tournament teams, the NBA draft picks, I mean, the, the Glory Road movie, you can go on and on and on, but the biggest thing that I like what Coach said earlier is, and something that I, how I've been raised as a coach in, in this game is you got to be honest. That's the bottom line. And that's, that's the thing that I think all of the parents and all the players coming in as they got to uh, feel for me is I'm, I'm going to shoot you straight. I'm not going to sell you just to get you here. I'm going to tell you how it is. And, and it's one of the, all these guys coming in have heard the same thing as all the guys on this team. No position is guaranteed. Everything you get here is going to be earned. And that way, once you get it, you're going to work even harder to keep it. If you're given something and somebody comes and takes it from you, you might just let it go. But if you earn it, you're going to do everything you can to hold on to it. And so many coaches now, just to get kids going and promise everything, shots, minutes, you're going to be my starter, you're going to be this, that, and the other. Well, what are they saying to that kid? Same kid, the very next year when they have to go recruit another, they're telling that guy the same thing. So the biggest thing you've got to be is honest, but there's more than enough to sell with, with UTEP and El Paso. Coach, you like what you're hearing out of uh, Coach Barbie's mouth? Oh, I think uh, he's right on. Um, I, I think the toughest thing in the world is going to a home and uh, tell parents that we you expect your kids, they're going to go to school every day, and uh, you're going to be hard on them. Practice is going to be hard. Uh, one of the things that uh, I had a no tolerance for drug rule, you know, I, I, I would tell families that we wasn't in a rehab program. And uh, once, you know, so everybody knows the rules. Parents know the rules. Yeah. And uh, um, we had three or four that people didn't know why they left. But uh, I, 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 and at this day and time, uh, Tony, when I first got here, you know, we worried about a guy going to war as and drinking a beer. Now, I think nowadays, the way the drugs and all that stuff are, might, might pat him on the back, you know. <laughs> the, uh, I don't know about that. But, uh, uh, you know, you've just got more problems than we had. It's, it's definitely. You had more problems. It's definitely tougher. And, and, I, and I've always said this. I think you can win at a high level with a lesser talented kid that has a higher level of character. Yeah. Because those kids will tend to do the right thing when you're supposed to. Um, and that's, you know, that's, Coach, you're, you're I mean, we're like from the same tree here because that's what all these kids here, all these parents here, as I'm in this house, three things I'm not going to put up with, a druggie, a liar, and a cheater. That's, you're just, it's not going to be tolerated in this program. So, you know, one thing I think everybody can rest assured that the guys that are going to be a part of my program are guys that are going to make everybody proud, not just on the floor, uh, but going to represent us all well in the community and in the classroom. Take our final break of the hour. Come back and wrap it up with Tony Barbie. Stay with us. More of the Don Haskins Show from Fuddruckers right after this on News Radio KROD. 
AM 600 watches El Paso. News Radio, KROD. Welcome back, everybody, as we get set for our final uh, 10 minutes of our first hour of the show. The Don Haskins Show coming your way live from Fuddruckers West, 5030 North Desert Boulevard, 880-5763, 880-KROD, our telephone number. As UTEP uh, head men's basketball coach uh, Tony Barbie has been our guest. Are you looking forward to a little downtime when the uh, late recruiting period ends here and you finally get a chance to relax and settle down just a little bit? Well, it's just going to be a little little bit of downtime, not much. We got the Conference USA spring meetings coming up in Florida that I'm going to be traveling to here pretty soon. And as soon as I get back from there, it's right into our own, my camp. Um, so it, it's, it just keeps going and going and going. It's, it's nonstop, and it's truly a year-round deal. I know I, I got a lot of buddies that all they do is they see you sitting on the sideline in a, in a, in a nice suit and say, yeah. I, want, I want to do what you're doing. They don't see the, the daily grind and the 20-hour the, the days and the, you know, all day on the phone call and chasing kids to class. And it's not as glamorous as everybody wants to make it out to be, I'll tell you that much. Going to the airports. Oh, yeah. Going in, going out, having to uh, go to security. And now with these you new know, restrictions. We, used, we used to just go right in. Yeah. yeah. Well, it isn't that way anymore. It's not that... Uh, it's not that easy. Coach, uh, they took my deodorant from me the other day. I spent a lot of money for that good deodorant. I'm running, running late, trying to well, get through the airport. Well, Tony, I hate to say this. I wish you'd get that back. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have another question I didn't get to before the break, but I'll ask it again. Mitch had a, a follow-up. What, would you, uh, what should ex- I guess fans expect of Stephon Jackson this coming season? Well, uh, you know what, the, the big thing I've been doing with Stefan is challenging him to not only improve as a player, but to improve his leadership. That's what we're going to need from him. He, I don't think he felt comfortable at times stepping out and leading as our best player. And now with the attrition, with Kevin leaving as our, lone, as our senior, I think he is ready to step up into that role and really lead this team. And I think that's what everybody should look forward to, including – the 10 pounds he's put on since the season's ended. You know, I, I tell, you know, he was one of those guys when I first got here, it was 100 degrees, and he's running, on, running around a full sweatsuit. Yeah. And, and, and now, since, you know, the season's been over, the guys had a, a strong six-week period in the weight room with our strength coach. Now Stefan's running around with a tank top on. He's coming, coming in the office flexing his muscles, thinking I didn't notice. Um, you know, but he's going to be stronger. He's working on his skills. He's working on his ball handling. You're going to see a much-improved player but I told these guys, it's not when I'm there, when I'm watching. I know you're going to work when I'm watching you. It's now during these summer months when I can't be there by the NCAA rules that's going to tell the tell on what type of player you're going to turn out to be. But I think Stefan's committed. He's got a very bright future, and he knows what he has at stake. Uh, Tony, you know, there's, I think there's a lot of fans out there that, uh, you know, we, we hear about leadership uh, uh, it's this guy that's supposed to holler and, and clap and all that. Uh, uh, what, what is your, how do you uh, define a leader? Well, to me, from a player standpoint, leadership is about uh, somebody who is going to serve 
the rest of his team. Most guys think, oh, I'm the team leader now. Go get me a towel, a cup of water, wipe me down. That's not, that's not what leadership is. Leadership is about serving and you grabbing and dragging guys who might be struggling. And, and, I, and that's something that I thought we missed this year. And I think, I think Stefan, and we have talked about it, and I think he's ready to embrace that role. As we continue here, 880-5763, 880-CARAT. If you want to duck in a call before the end of the hour, yes, Coach. Um, to me, leadership, uh, you know, I think everybody looks at that a little different, but uh, uh, you hope that your best player is your hardest practicer. And he don't have to be a motor mouth. He leads by example. He's your best defender. Uh, he runs the sprints the best. And he shows everybody that uh, uh, what, what, he, what he's given. And uh, he, he doesn't have to be a mouth. He needs to do it by example. Oh, and, I, and that's, that's a great point, Coach. And I think that's what Stefan is becoming. He was our hardest work in practice every day. Um, and now with these six freshmen coming in, yeah. You need somebody like that who is your best player, who these guys can look to. This is how it's done. It's, uh, it's really a problem when you got a guy coming off your bench It's your hardest practicer because I've had that happen. <laughs> but he always got to play a little more too. <laughs> well, you mentioned earlier, not only are you working on 2007, you're starting right now pretty hard on 2008. And we're excited about that because even after this period ends, there's going to be a lot of uh, new names that are going to be coming on board over the next couple of years. And uh, I want to mention again, Tony, that your basketball camp will be making its debut June 4th through the 7th and June 18th through the 21st, the 25th through the 28th, July 30th through August 2nd, and then July 23rd through the 26th. For more information, 747-6233, or you can visit utahathletics.com. Can't thank you enough for spending the hour with us. Thanks for having me, Steve. Thank Thanks, you. Coach. Thank you, Tony. Thanks. That's Tony Barbie, and we want to thank also the UTEP Athletic Association. Thank you. Coach, how about all these members of the UTEP alumni group from the El Paso oh, chapter it, here as well? It's really great. Uh, uh, we got some, uh, you're going to give all those we've alumni got, uh, cups away? Or? We've got lots of prizes. We're going to give away. lot to give away. So we're coming back, hour number two. Including yourself, everybody's knowing. That's right. That's right. Tim Floyd will be joining us about 25 minutes from now on the phone lines as we continue from Fuddruckers. K-R-O.